We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line from overthecap.com, Jason Fitzgerald. Jason, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Oh, glad to be on with you guys. Jason, um, we see the Saints in this as every year. It's almost like a blueprint. It just depends on the money. Uh, reshuffling the roster. And Mickey's always talked about it, uh, that, you know, the way these contracts are set up, uh, about kind of being, being able to maneuver money around uh, to get under the cap and that sort of thing. Uh, today it was with Ryan Ramchak and, and with Will Lutz and, uh, I think they still with forty million dollars over the cap, but you know, we see this every year. They, they've had a bigger mountain to climb than the one this year. It was over a hundred last year, hundred million this year. I think it was in the mid fifties when it started. Um, but eventually, I think for most fans, their feeling is, I, I'll take that with Ramchek, understanding that he's long term here. He's a fixture on this football team. I think for a lot of times, what they don't like is you do this to a player that you know he's a rent, he's not a buy. Yeah, I think that's what happens most of the time. And, you know, right now the Saints are kind of in that position. You know, you can you can only kind of push so far uh, because you get to the point where it's really diminishing returns. You know, what you talked about last year, they had to create like $100 million in cap space. The year before that was probably about $70 million. But you're constantly doing it with the same set of players. Right. So there's less and less money you can kind of create every year. And – you know, just the way the NFL works, there's less and less value in those players as they get older and older and older. Um, you know, Ramchek's an example of a guy where that's perfectly fine to do it with. He's a young guy. He's going to be around for a long time. But, you know, you, you get into other players who are getting closer to 30 or over 30 years old. You know, it, it starts to put you in a bad position. And even this year, you know, they, they're they kind of at the point where they're probably going to restructure every single player on the team again, kind of like they did last year but they probably won't be able to create nearly as much cap room as they did um, the prior year. It's just, you know, again, there's only so much you can create. Uh, Jason, I'm kind of looking at over the cap right now. You currently have them at 35 million over the cap space as of now. I mean, obviously the restructure happened with Ramcheck right like today, but what are the upcoming moves that you really see them making? You said that they're going to restructure a lot of their big deals, but which ones are the ones that are going to be coming up first. Lattimore's got to be involved with that, right, Jason? I mean, because yeah, you L- look Lattimore, at that cat, that contract, that's got to be one th- that they got to redo. Yeah, so basically what you're looking at are the guys that probably have the biggest base salaries um, that are listed there. That That's kind of your first in order. Uh, then your other one is if player has like a roster bonus. Um, you know, those a lot of times are payable, you know, first, second, third day of the league year so you want to get those things converted right away. Um, so Lattimore would probably be one of the players. Uh, Cam Jordan, you know, you, you'll probably do something with him again. He's got a uh, 13-9 base this year. So, you know, the, the, would the Eric kind of McCoy also be involved there? I think they already did. Yeah, they already they, they read, we did yeah, with McCoy's already. Week. Okay. Yep. Yep. They already have McCoy down. They they converted. He had a uh, I think it was like a 10 million dollar roster bonus. They converted to a signing bonus. 
plus whatever salary he had as well. So, you know, I think it's going to be every day, every day, every other day, you'll get some, uh, some news of, uh, you know, another player had his contract restructured. And, you know, then, then they'll make a the couple of decisions for the players that they'll probably cut. And DeMario also got an extension last year. DeMario Davis. Davis, yeah. So that he's another player that'll probably be uh, restructured again, um, you know, this year. And, you know, he, he's still a really effective player. I mean, he is 34, I think. 34, 33, 34. Uh, you know, he's still a really effective player. Um, but, you know, that that's the example of where you're pushing things on players where, you know, you don't know how much longer yeah. they're probably going to be with yeah. the team. Jason, I, a month ago, the Saints didn't make that restructure with Michael Thomas where, you know, I think it's everything is kind of looking towards this post-June 1st cut uh, with, with Thomas's contract. Do you kind of see that happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the only reason they did that with the yeah. contract. There, there are There's clauses in that contract that kick in if he's on the roster – um, basically the second day uh, after free agency starts. If he's still on the roster, he'll basically get like $60 million or something guaranteed. Obviously, that's not going to happen because he really hasn't been healthy for the last couple of years. So what they did was a contract that was designed so they can carry him at this cap number uh, really until June 2nd on the books. Uh, because the, the way those rules work, if they had designated him a post-June 1 cut before his salary cap number they would have had a carry would have been like 24 25 million so now they'll get to carry that number at uh 13 i think yeah 13 and a half million and um then on june 2nd you know it, it'll drop down a little bit and that'll be enough money for rookies and stuff like that jason uh, the one intrigue for me is and i don't think he resigns back with the saints and it's marcus davenport He's on the all-potential team, okay? Uh, we saw him in 2021, nine sacks at times, just a dominant player. And then last year, he was sort of pedestrian uh, out on the football field. But this is not a great year uh, if you're looking to upgrade maybe a defensive end through free agency. And I've had a couple NFL people tell me, you know, you know, I hear this number 11, 12. They think it's going to be more than that that he's going to get in free agency. Yeah, it's it's possible, um, you know, kind of because of what you said. It's a down year in free agency. If you go back a couple of years ago when you had, uh, you know, Carl Lawson, uh, Hendrickson, those guys went into free agency and got 15 a year, yeah. give or take a little bit, on uh, three- and four-year deals. Um, you know, they, they were probably a little bit, uh, a little bit maybe more productive, you know, may, maybe had a little bit more playing time. I think Davenport's like a 40% playtime guy. Um, but, you know, teams are going to see potential in that based on kind of what you said, you know, two years ago, he's had all those pressures, those pressures converted into sacks. And even this year, I think his pressure numbers were okay. Uh, it just didn't convert into sacks. Um, so, you know, teams sometimes look at that and they're willing to take a shot at it. Now they did push, they did push a date in his contract back. Yes. His contract originally was going to void um, a couple days ago. And they pushed that back to where basically they have between now and March 15th to work out an extension or, you know, some kind of deal with him. My guess is if he would be willing to do a one-year deal for $12 million or something like that, I think the Saints would be willing to do that. Uh, you know, they'd just prorate that money out. You know, it would basically all be paid as a bonus and they'd throw four void years or whatever in there, um, you know, to get that cap number low. But I, I don't know if they can really do that long-term deal if that's the kind of numbers that uh, that he's thinking about. You know, the, it's a it's a lot to pay for someone when even within your own defense, he really hasn't been that kind of you know higher level player. 
Anumata's also involved with that. He he got his he got his date pushed back also. Yep. Yeah. They uh, they pushed his back right at the same time, and so again, that's another one they'll have until March fifteenth. For uh, that one is probably a little bit of an easier deal to do. Um, you know, probably similar to what he's been earning if he wants to stay in New Orleans. And obviously, by pushing that date back, they're showing you that they want to make an effort to uh, you know to keep him. Uh, you know, in a sense, for both of those players. So. You know, there's going to be ongoing discussions with them uh, to try to get a deal done. Jason, back to Davenport for a minute. We've talked a little bit about this because I feel like it just kind of makes sense. The Atlanta Falcons, with $55 million in cap space, signed Ryan Nielsen, the defensive line coach and co-defensive coordinator of the Saints, and then they also have Terry Fontenot, the former here. yeah, a former front office it. member of the Saints, is now the GM of the Falcons. They had the cap space to offer a guy like Davenport a, a long-term deal. Do you think that that's something that's going to happen this offseason? Yeah, I mean, that can happen. You have two teams in the Bears and the Falcons that have to spend a lot of money uh, this year. They they don't really have a choice. So, um, you know, they're, they're in positions where they have to spend it. And, you know, kind of what you just did there where you do the connecting of the dots, where you find, you know, the different coaches that you have a relationship with, all that stuff happens in free agency all the time. And why players go to certain places. And, you know, that, that could probably be a possibility. And he's just got to decide, you know, if he thinks that market is going to be there, and the Saints can't make an offer that would be similar to what he thinks he would get in free agency from a team like that. You know, it becomes difficult then for the Saints to hold on to him. Jason, um, when you look at it, you know, every year, I think we point toward the Super Bowl team and say that's going to be the team that, man, they're going to take some big hits in free agency. You can't say that this year with the Chiefs. they got a pretty young roster, but you can't say that about the Eagles, and especially on the defensive side, the football where that's going to be a lot of new faces on that defense for the Eagles. You just can't afford it. Uh, I give Howie Roseman a lot of credit. He has been able to add youth uh, to that team and also bring in certain veterans. But that's going to be a major changeover, especially front seven with the Eagles in in 2023. Yeah, they they have a ton of free agents uh, on their defense. I think it's the fourth most unrestricted in the league, a ton of snaps they might lose. You know, you're talking about uh, your interior defensive linemen. They've got their linebackers are going to be out. They've got, a, you know, Bradbury at corner. you got safety that's going to be out from there. Uh, one or two of the pass rushers, I think. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a that's a unit that can get a, a giant facelift over the season um, just because, you know, they're a team where they're not going to be able to create a ton of cap room. They'll create some cap space. Uh, it's not like they won't have any. But they, they also have a Jalen Hurts extension on the horizon possibly this year that they have to kind of look out for. Um, so what, you know, they, What would you think, Jason, just kind of a ballpark, what you look at of what you think Hurts will get on a new deal? You know, I, I'm, I would imagine he'd be looking for something that's going to be between 50 and $55 million a year. And, you know, coming off a Super Bowl, young guy, when you look at the landscape, uh, the way that it's gone, you know, and you have like Kyler Murray uh, getting close to 50, uh, Russell Wilson got up 48, 49 this past year, you know, it, it's a possibility that you, you might end up um, with contract figures somewhere around there. Uh, the Eagles might look to get that a little cheaper, and they, they might, you know, they, they, they can always come to different agreements on guarantees and contract lengths to, you know, try to find a common ground to not go over that 50 million number, but. I would think he's going to be in that range of that, uh, you know, 50 plus million a year. Hopping from one young quarterback to the other, Jason, I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens cap space. They're at 24 million under the cap. 
So they have some space, but it seems like everything we've heard about the Lamar Jackson negotiations are pointing towards things going really south really soon. What do you kind of anticipate him to make in the offseason market? Uh, I know that he's looking for that guaranteed money. Do you think that he's going to get it? And what kind of deal do you think uh, Lamar Jackson's going to get? Or is this going to be very similar to Deshaun Watson? Well, if if the Ravens decide to let him go, it'd be identical to Deshaun Watson. Okay. You know, you'd be talking about trading him and getting a massive, um, you know, collection of draft picks, and you'd basically be paying him five years, two hundred fifty million, six years, three hundred million, uh, all guaranteed. If you're the team that's going to be able to trade for him, uh, but you know, the, the Ravens have to decide if they really want to do that because if they place the exclusive franchise tag on him. Which is very expensive. You know, it's forty-six million uh, for the year right now. It, that that completely blocks him uh, from free agency. They they can still trade him, uh, but you know that that completely blocks him from free agency. So you know it it just adds another level of uh, you know questions to to the whole process. And we're really not going to know about that for probably the next two weeks. A lot of people have asked us about this, and I'll let you answer it about Alvin Kamara when he is suspended, and what does that do from a cap standpoint? Uh, we, we've taken this shot. Hey, no matter what, he's, he's still a member of the team, and that, that money is still the Saints have to fool with. Right. So if basically they would have to hold this cap hit until a suspension hit, and then it would depend on the amount of the suspension. Okay. Um, you know, if he was suspended for, you know, the entire season – they would take his base salary off the book. So his cap charge would drop down to I think about 5 million. I think okay. is what he has for uh prorated on there. Otherwise what will happen is uh, the cap number will stay as is. And then the uh, first day of the regular season, you know, right at, right after they do the, uh, the final cuts, that's when the guys actually go on the suspended list. They'll get an immediate credit for however many weeks um, that he's suspended for. So, you know, if he was suspended for half the season, 50% of his salary would wipe off the books at that point in time, you know, of the $9.4 million that he's uh, scheduled to earn this year. What I'm intrigued with Atlanta because of the, the amount of money they get to spend. You brought up also Chicago. Um, now the Bears, they are who they are from a spending money standpoint. But for me, the biggest intrigue is Cincinnati. Because, okay, we understand – uh, the Brown family in the past, uh, they threw that money around like manhole covers. Uh, but now you got Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase staring down that road that you're going to have to pay. And I think the key here is what can you get Burrow to kind of agree to that you can maybe fit at least one of the two? I don't know that you can do both of them, to be honest with you. So I, I think that they can keep one of the receivers and they can do the extension with Burrow. I, I don't think they can keep all three. I agree. Uh, I, think that would, I think that would be pretty much impossible. Uh, or, you know, I mean, you would have to slash so much from other parts of your roster. It's, you know, probably not worthwhile in the big picture. Um, you know, the Burrow one is going to be interesting. Cincinnati doesn't do guarantees in their contracts beyond the signing bonus. Um, so that, that immediately can become a big hang-up. Uh, they would probably want him to do a very long-term contract, similar to what uh, Patrick Mahomes did in Kansas City. Um, you know, those contracts are very uncommon. So it, it's an interesting one. I'm sure he's going to resign there at some point. Uh, I, I don't think this will this will hit the Lamar Jackson stage at all. But you know, it's a real interesting one. It's a it's a hard one to kind of project. But 
yeah, keeping the three the three offensive skill guys like that, I, I don't think that one is probably going to be possible. I feel like the wide receiver market has been booming recently, Jason. What kind of money would T. Higgins make on the open market? Because I think <laughs> if you're the Bengals, you're probably looking, as you're saying, to, to pay two of the three. It's got to be Jamar and Joe. So I think T. might be the odd guy out. And if that's the case, what kind of what kind of a deal do you think he can make on the open market? If I did that, then I would trade T. Higgins. I would try well, to get that, a team that, to trade him. I, I think that's what would happen. Yep. Uh, I think you would probably be looking at doing that this season. You know, you'd probably have a situation that's similar to AJ Brown. Right. Last year. Right. Um, you know, you get traded on draft day and you get in a first round pickback for him or something like that. Uh, because I, I'm sure that the money that he's gonna gonna get and gonna be looking for is gonna be similar to what those guys all signed for last year in that you know twenty three twenty four million dollar a year range. Um, you know, it's a good time to be a receiver. receiver <laughs> last two years, yeah. You know, he can stretch the field. He scores touchdowns. So I mean, he, he's he's a kind of player that uh, a lot of teams are going to be interested in. He's got good size. So I would imagine that he's going to be up there in that salary range. And, yeah, that, that might be a player right away that you just say, okay, you know what, trade him this year. Or, you know, you let the deal play out, you franchise tag him for the next year, and you're just tagging him for the sole purpose of trading him. Jason, when you look at the Saints situation, I think we sort of know the numbers for Derek Carr. If, if somehow, some way, that's the decision on Derek. It's going to be in the mid-30s. For Derek, if he signs with Saints, Jets, Panthers, whoever, what's the market which you look for if the Saints say, you know what, okay, he signs here, um, a Baker Mayfield or an Andy Dalton, or what they could make in 2023? Yeah, I don't, I don't think either of those guys are going to cost too much money. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield went through a couple teams last year. Um, you know, you, you're probably looking at a couple million dollars for him. I think it's the same for Dalton. You know, I know Dalton had his ups, uh, ups at times last year. Um, but, you know, he's basically been a backup level quarterback for the last couple of seasons in terms of salary. And, you know, those kind of players, usually you can get three, four million a year and you throw incentives in those deals that don't count. But, you know, they all kick in and, you know, if the team makes the playoffs, makes Super Bowl, guy does incredibly well starting a bunch of games, and you can bring that salary level up then for the player to get him to agree to a contract. But I think the base value for players like that is going to be pretty low. Jason, if there's one guy that today you can say, well, watch what he's going to make in free agency, who would you target if there's a player or two? Oh, man, that that's a tough one. Because th- this, year, this year it's like impossible to say because there's just no – there's not a very good group of free agents. That, um, exactly. So that's why I thought it was a good question. Now, Hargrave with the Eagles uh, is a guy that I think a lot of teams like, but for how much? For how much? Yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be uh, earth shattering. You know, he's okay. a third contract player, so. I'm not saying it's going to be a cheap contract, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be in that range where you get into those, uh, you know, $20 million a year uh, kind of category for some of those defensive interior players, you know, just because he's going to be 30. Um, You know, so I I think that's going to be a knock in terms of, you know, giving him a big deal. You know, I mean, if you look at extensions and you're looking at guys that move the market, I mean, the Jets are going to be a team that's probably desperate to make some noise. So. You know, they, they may sign Quinn and Williams to some kind of number that bridges that gap between the, 
$20 million players right now and where Aaron Donald is at at $30 million, you know, maybe maybe he'll be a guy that gets up to like $25 million, which is, you know, that, that'd be a huge jump, um, you know, for that market. Kind of kind of the way that the right tackle market jumped when Ramchek did the deal with uh, right. New Orleans the other season. You know, that, that those are probably the kind of players that it's going to happen for. I can't imagine with this year's group of free agents, um, you know, that there's anyone that's going to be like, you know, just so shocking that you're like, wow, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect that to come from anywhere, you know, maybe. But maybe there's always Brown. one. That's always yeah, going to be know, one. I mean, we see it every Orlando year. Orlando Brown scores. Yeah. Who knows? Man. But, uh, you know, that, that's the interest with free agency. You yeah. know, no one would have projected uh, Christian Kirk last year at 18 million. Correct. Um, Correct. You know, so you never know. Uh, but yeah, th- this year's group of free agents just looks so weak and it's not the, it's not those typical skill positions that uh, people go crazy for. You know, you got some good running backs, but teams generally pay down at running back. They don't pay up at that position anymore. Um, so, you know, there, there's not those fancy edge rushers. Um, you, you just don't have those positions that usually get a premium. Jason, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. A lot of great information. Anytime, guys. Thanks, thanks so Jason. much. Jason Fitzgerald from OverTheCap.com does great work, and uh, we'll have him on over the next few weeks to kind of explain us a lot of the things that are happening all across the National Football League. And free agency, Charlie, is right around the corner. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.